Hello. Hello and welcome back to Unclassical. Hello everybody, I am Marsha. And I'm Katie. I don't know why we bother doing that. I don't think anyone can tell us apart anyway. No, sometimes I struggle. <laughs> Even fun, when I'm just it? listening to my own... Yeah, a bit of fun, a bit of fun. I like to, you know, reassess my own identity, who I am. Yeah, who am I today? I ask that question a lot during lockdown. Like, hmm. <laughs> what is... Does one need a purpose to exist? No. Sorry. Had to cough. Um, well... Today, we are picking back up with David Copperfield. So last time, uh, Davy has obviously had a bit of a shit time of it, and uh, he's been picked up by his aunt at long last. And do you remember he's gone to live with his aunt's lawyer and his daughter, and their, like, creepy assistant? Yeah, um, and his, his aunt's weird. <laughs> Didn't she try... No, she tried to name him when she was a child. But she lives with... A weird man. Mr. Dick. Mr. Mr. Dick. Dick. So he's <laughs> yeah. actually quite nice, but he thinks he's Napoleon? Charles the first. Charles, Charles the first. Yeah, because Charles the first was beheaded. When that happened, his thoughts fell out of Charles the first's head into his head. Um, he's a nice guy, but my God, you got some issues. <laughs> he is. But he has got his priorities sorted. Like, what should we do with this child? Get him a suit? Dress him? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shall we deal with what's really needed first before yeah. we get into the nitty gritty of, uh, I was going to say ownership, not ownership. ownership. <laughs> so who's going to own this child? Own this one. But yeah, so he sees things simplistically, which is quite useful sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, he's obviously gone to go live with the lawyer and then it kind of just sort of glances over his childhood, which I think we went through last time. And now he's an adult. And um, his aunt says it might be a nice idea for him to go see Peggotty in the country. uh, Because, lol, he hasn't seen her since he was a child. But there's like this whole thing, because now he's an adult, it's almost like he has to go on an almost um, pilgrimage, I guess, uh, to like become a good person. So first she's like, you should go to London. (laughs) Has he not already had enough shit? Like, now you have to do this. Can I we not keep chill? saying though, like he's he could be super fucked up from his upbringing. So maybe she's saying, "Look, I know you're going to have some issues. So maybe go to London first, mingle with a few people, and then we can see what we're fucking working yeah, with." Yeah, like away from me, I do not want to have to deal with your issues. <laughs> Literally. So um, yeah, she's like, "Go up to London first, and then uh, go down and see Peggotty." And he's like, "Sounds brilliant." So we really get a coat. It sounds great. So he gets a coach up to London and he puts on like a gruff manly voice to the coach driver so that he won't get ripped off. But he's still like, you know, I'm guessing like max 18. He's like, oh, hello. Oh, there, Daphne. Yeah. And uh, oh, then he gets to um, London and he goes to a pub and he does a half pint of sherry. A half pint of fucking sherry. What? No. That's, that's fu- that would make me sick. That would make me s- that Imagine the headache. That's that's fucking intense, Davey. You're meant to be learning to be a nice adult, not drinking half pints of sherry. Literally, that's disgusting. Nah, don't do that, mate. Don't do that. But guess who he sees in the bar? Emily. No. Steerforth from school. Do you remember the older boy that blatantly oh, fancied the dickhead. him? Yeah, dickhead boy. So, um, Davey... Dickhead pretty boy. Yeah, pretty boy, very pretty. I mean, there was there was sexual chemistry. No one's denying that, you know. No, no one's There's denying that fan... he's got good abs. <laughs> There's definitely some fanfics out there putting them together. Um, so yeah, they hug, and Davy clearly wants to start like necking him, um, and Steerforth yeah. invites him to his room for breakfast the next day. And uh... wait, is he like saying like come to my room for breakfast, or is he saying 
well, you'll already be there, so we might <laughs> yeah. as well have breakfast. <laughs> I think maybe Steerforth leaving it open, like, how's he going to read that? And Davy's like, I'll see you in the morning. Fuck's sake. Fuck. <laughs> and damn it, I like you, Davy. I like I you. I really like you. <laughs> Putting myself on the line here, Davy. <laughs> I was like, a second Davy's gone, he's like, okay, see you tomorrow morning. <laughs> so, oh, Davy. Oh, Davy, will he never love me? Um, so I would put him in school so he'd like me. That's what <laughs> they do, right? Nah. Terrible. Why can't you get it? Yeah, no, Steerforth, you're problematic. Um, problematic. Just, um, it's not that interesting, him them having breakfast, but uh, in his room, it is described as being turkey carpeted. What? <laughs> what the fuck's turkey carpeted? So that's either turkey feathers or like a pattern that's reminiscent of turkeys. <laughs> It sounds ugly as fuck. It doesn't sound attractive. But anyway, they have breakfast and then they decide uh, Steerforth invites Davy back to his family home to come meet his man. Because now you got to meet my parents if you know we're going to make this work. You've got to get with my parents. Fabulous. I love you, Davy. <laughs> I love you so much. So you meet his mum, who clearly is probably overstepping the boundaries with Steerforth a bit, like clearly loves him a bit too much and spoils him and idolises him. It's like, you kind of want to fuck your son a little bit, don't you? Don't you? Yeah, don't like, you? You've been alone a long time, Mrs. Steerforth. A long time, but uh, Davey's like, here look, now. We get that Steerforth is hot, but you can't be with him. Yeah, that he is, is gross. Just, that is disgusting. And anyway, he wants Davy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's looking your way, Mrs. Steerforth. Yeah, um, we I also mean, it's the meet... whole mom thing. I think is a big turn off for him. <laughs> it's just not the way I swing, mom. Uh, we also meet Rosa Dartle, and she's not like. She's not his sister. I don't think she's family at all. I can't remember how she got involved. But you know what Victorians are like. They just seem to have random they other They find wayward the orphans and then they take them in. Yeah, so it's something like, like bastards. that. Bastards. Bastards take... Well, the thing is, they also don't look after their own children. Like, come in, none of my children are here. <laughs> yeah, it's very odd. <laughs> it's so weird. So um, this um, Rosa Dartle, she's got a massive scar on her face. And um, we find out later that she got it one time when Steerforth lobbed a hammer at her face when they were children. So I, I know, I knew he was a fucking psycho. He Actual is. psycho. That's attempted murder. Yeah, yeah. So she's got this massive like split lip thing. Yeah. So that's not. Oh, yeah. So he permanently disfigured her. Yeah, yeah. I told you he's crazy. There's a real like dark vibe to him. Um, he so, sounds anyway. really friendly. You know what? The more you yeah. talk about him. I'm into him too. I'm oh. into him. <laughs> he sounds really a real yeah. stand-up guy. Um, they start great. <laughs> he sounds great. So they start talking about Ham and Peggotty. Remember Miss Mr. Peggotty, not yeah. Peggotty Peggotty, uh, because uh, Steerforth met them when they came to visit Davy at school, and um, da- Davy's obviously said that he's going to go down to Yarmouth, Yarmouth, Yarmouth <laughs> soon to see them. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, uh, Steerforth's quite keen to come too because he's like oh yeah they were nice people but then Miss Dartle and Steerforth start having this whole spiel about how rough people literally like common people below them literally have rough skins and therefore are not easily wounded physically or emotionally so you can basically do what you want with them like uh, I realise this is a podcast sometimes and I realise I'm just putting facial expressions <laughs> but it's because sometimes you can't put it into words or sounds but it's just like uh, uh, no, uh, no, no, absolutely. Get in the seat. And also, Davy. So, if you're like, mate, it's like, I'll come see your friends because, like, they're not like really like real people, are they? And you can just like laugh at them and be mean to them and they don't even notice. They're just like big potatoes with legs. You're like, you're not invited. <laughs> like, you're not invited. You're terrible. Yeah. 
and never contact me again. Yeah, you terrible, terrible person. But oh, of course, Davies is like, I love Stafford. Oh, of course, we'll all go down together and have a fabulous like to time. Fair. He is hot. <laughs> he is. He is hot, though, guys. I am in a spell. Oh, Davies, so in a spell. Oh, God. Um, oh, lol. And then later, Davy goes to see Steerforth in his bedroom, of course. Um, and overlooking Steerforth's bed is a massive portrait of his mother. <laughs> Um, um, That's such a weird vibe. Um, so, let's be honest, you're a teenage boy. You're whacking off in that bed whilst looking at your mum. Um, um, you, you can't be having big portraits of your mother above your bed. It's fucking weird. No. Is that so, the bed that he invited Davy back and obviously wanted to fuck Davy in? It's obviously. Like, we can do it while we look at my mum. <laughs> Like, oh. I, hey, I don't want to do that. Your hotness only gets you so fast. <laughs> it's like, look, I admit I'm into some weird shit, but that is crossing a line. <laughs> I'm not down with that. So, so they stay at Steerforth's house for a little while. And um, they there's like this thing. They have a servant called Litmus. And Davy thinks um, Litmus like looks... Oh, no, sorry, not Litmus. Litmer looks down on Davy. Uh because he's like so young so he's always like oh hi uh, uh what's for breakfast and Littimer just kind of seems a bit like <sighs> sweet summer child and I was like well to be fair Davey you're being groomed and you are a sweet summer child probably Littimer's the only one who's got your fucking back yeah literally how so hang on how old is um hot guy Stirforth whatever his name is Stirforth I'm trying to think so Davey was about eight I think when he started school I don't know maybe seven years older you can't no something like maybe a little less maybe six off. years it's like at least five that sort of vibe a bit he obvious. can't touch children he can't even be touching children well looking but... at pictures of his mum <laughs> that's wrong on many levels oh he's meant to be going to london to become like a well-rounded human being and first encounters into this weird sex circle that's <laughs> like is this what normal nice people do they think about their mum having sex mm. yeah it's like i, I do yeah. actually remember my mum a little bit so i can join in <laughs> Mummy, mummy, nice dead mummy. <laughs> but, uh, this is this is not cool, guys. It's not cool, guys. Not cool. So Steerforth and Davy decide to go down to um, Yarmouth, but they decide they're not going to tell anyone that they're coming down, so they can surprise everyone. I'm like, not everyone likes surprises, boys. Also, like, it's just sort of thing, isn't it? It's like, well, now I've got to provide food for you. Yeah, you want. So I need to go to the shops. Uh, and back then going to the shops is like going to the shops in fucking start of lockdown it's not it, easy it's not easy it's like put a saddle up the pony get the trap uh, uh, you know what? just a little letter a little heads up would be nice a little heads up would be like they might be out yeah they might be i'm shit on um like okay you guys were on holiday but we surprised visited you oh oh my god well, there's more to this there. i just read ahead oh Stiffles is the fucking worst. I'm sorry, Dickens is the fucking worst for writing this. Um, Steerforth loves this idea about taking them by surprise and says, oh, of course, it's no fun unless we take them by surprise. Let us see the natives in the aboriginal condition. So it's all like this kind of thing, like he's making them synonymous with aborigines because in his mind, anyone who's not white is lower than him. And yeah. so he's like, oh, it's, it's, and Dickens in a way is being like, oh, it's fair game to say like Aboriginal people are lower because like, obviously, mate. Um, and Literally. yeah. Ah, thing is, not that much has changed. 
Um, Literally. Like, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I mean, obviously Dickens wrote this in not the right kind of frame of mind, but sometimes you read these old books and you're like, I can see that you've written this character knowing they're a dickhead, knowing they're yeah. a racist prick or a sexist prick. And then you're like, so why are y'all still existing today? It's like been a hundred years, guys. Come on. Yeah, come on. Catch up. Get with the program. Uh, Literally. Like, no. You know that time people thought it was cool to, like, well, some people, I mean, corporal punishment's still a thing in mm. some places, but it's like, remember when, you know, everyone would go to, like, the local hanging on a Sunday, take the kids, and yeah. how that kind of died out because it wasn't considered cool? Yeah. Either it's racism or sexism. Get yeah, with a program. Yeah, it meant to be, like, catching up, you know, be more, yeah. like, civilised, more enlightened uh. now, but... Apparently it's uh, taking people a beat. So, Literally. Anyway. Uh, so when David uh, gets to Yarmouth, uh, he's looking for, I think, Mr. Peggotty or Emily or someone. So he's like asking around the town, being like, oh, where are they? Because Lord Joby didn't send a head. So we don't know where the fuck Literally. Um, although Wait, actually, can't no, they think... just go to their house? They haven't gone there yet. I think they might just be asking to like get a kind of vibe how everyone is. Because Lord, like he hasn't seen Peggotty since he was a child. This is Lady Peggotty, Mrs. Yeah. Peggotty. Um, Mrs. Barkus, I suppose now. So um, also, you're just chilling at home, and it's like, hi, I've come for a visit. I'd fucking hate Who that. Who are you? Like I... we met like eight years ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> with Mr. Peggotty, yeah, but with Peggotty, like you raised me, Peggotty. Daryl, was it? <laughs> like, look, I've I've had quite a lot of jobs. I've raised a you few. You cradled kids. my dying mother. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds pretty traumatic. I think I suppressed it. <laughs> Do you want to come awkward. in? Awkward. But anyway, he's asking around. And um, uh, this woman is like, oh, I'll ask my grandfather. And she calls out. And then there's this bit. So the lady's got like a little kid with her. And it says, the little fellow who was holding her apron gave such a lusty shout at the sound of it. Uh, the sound of his lusty shout made him bashful. And he buried his face in her skirts to her great admiration. <laughs> What has just happened? So, so this woman has been like, Grandad, there's some people here, have some questions. And the kid's been like, whoa, like shoved his face so in her skirts to which she's like, whoa, whoa, you're feeling your mum. Why is everyone a pedo and wants to have sex with their mum and kids? It's fucking weird. You know, hang on, wait. Was Dickens the one whose wife was like my terrible husband? Oh, no, no that that's Hardy. Hardy. Yeah. Did... did did Dickinson's mum write a memoir like my the woes of my son and our relationship that got a bit kinky? <laughs> yeah, my overstepping son, maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I was like, lusty shout, I guess, has changed its meaning, but to her great lusty admiration. shout, like grandfather. <laughs> For the benefit of the podcast, Katie's rubbing her nips. <laughs> That's a lusty shout. How does one yell lustily? It's the kid shouting lustily. So no, it's the kid. So she's gone, grandfather, and the kids be like, wow, wow. <laughs> Rest in peace, it, um, headphone users. Yes, yeah, we're just lustily shouting, wow, wow. <laughs> so is the child? I mean, you can't. A child can't be aroused because it's a child. But in terms of this story, is the child being aroused by its mother shouting, or the word grandfather? Or both? I I don't know. I think it's almost like the little fellows like holding onto his mum's apron gave such a like, lusty oh, shout. I'm holding next to her apron. Hot. And then it goes, the sound of it made him bashful. So he's like, oh, that's really embarrassing. <laughs> you should be embarrassed. 
Christ, you just got turned on by your mum yelling for her dad. But then his mum's... And so he buries his face in her skirt to her admiration. And so is she like... Oh, oh yeah, still get got in it. there, Timmy. <laughs> this is like literally like a line and a half in the book. <laughs> and then it's never mentioned again. I think we need to go back to this Mr. Duckins. Mr. Mr. Duckins. And look at the abuse of this poor child who's clearly being raped by his parents. Yep, yep. So anyway. Which is not funny. (laughs) So the grandfather finally comes along and it's Mr. Ormer. And Emily works for him. Mr. Orgy. Mr. Ormer. Mr. Orgy. (laughs) Mr. Orgy. And Emily works for him. And he says this about Emily. He says, she has a face of her own that half the women in this town are mad against her. Because they don't get their own faces. (laughs) They don't get theirs. They have to share theirs alike. It's like, oh, Susan, Susan, I'm going out for dinner tonight. Can I have the lips? Ah, All right, all right. But only if I get their nose, I'm going to sniff their roses. All right, there you go then, (laughs) It's ridiculous. Look at that dare Emily gets her old face lips, She's got mouth, a face nose. of her own. Bitch. <laughs> I was like, what do you fucking mean? Like, well, I think most people have their own face. <laughs> that's kind of the deal. Yeah, that's kind of bare minimum there. <laughs> to be fair, like, all I want is my own face. That's all I want. Like, to be fair, that is asking very little. <laughs> yeah, I think we can provide, or hopefully genetics can. Hopefully, um, just there so, and like the just there, like as the fetus and the and the women, like please get my own face, please get my own face, please get my own face. Comes out and it's like, ah, uh, you've got some lips. Well, it's okay because he had one born the other day. He's got some eyes. Fuck. Oh, fuck's sake. We'll put you together. So anyway, Davy finally gets to Miss Lady Peggotty's house. Um, and she doesn't recognise him again, Panda, um, because he's all it's grown fat. up. Why would you? Like, we yeah. fell in love when I was eight. No, Peggotty. Oh. They're at Peggotty's oh, house. Oh, sorry, Peggotty. <laughs> well, like... yeah, Peggotty's got other shit going on. She's, she's a very cool woman. Yeah, she's cracking jokes with Barkus. She's having a great time. Yeah, like, sorry, who are you? Like, <laughs> I was very are... depressed and you helped me. Give a shit. Sure, I help a lot of people. I'm a very nice person. I'm a very, I'm, look, I'm very popular. <laughs> so, you have to register to see Peggotty. I'm kind of a big deal. No, it, obviously it gets sweet. She goes, my darling boy. And they both fall in each other's arms and start crying. Starts grizzling everywhere. Yeah. Ah, that's such a beautiful whole thing. Why are you so wonderful? Uh, the world was not ready for Peggotty. They weren't. But the niceties can't last, Katie. Did she they slap can't. him? No. Um, they go to see Mr. Barkus, who is described as an invalid. Charming. Um, but basically, Mr. Barkus is like at the end of his life. He's he's, he's, oh. not, he's not doing so great. Um, and uh, he, he has some great lines. They're just kind of like reminiscing on old times. And at one point he goes, I think he's talking about... Um, talking about uh davy's like oh yeah you liked peggotty and he was like it was true as turnips is it was true <laughs> it was true as turnips is great was... <laughs> like, he's on the way out like... <laughs> i mean i've never really questioned the trueness of turnips so and no. D- um, to davy's credit he's gone to um peggotty's on his own to begin with um because um Lob Steerforth doesn't know them and he's like I haven't seen them for a while so it might be a bit awkward but yeah. Steerforth shows up now um, after he's been there for a while and everybody loves him except me I don't like Steerforth I do not like Steerforth he's he's terrible and he wanks to his mom, and she yeah. likes it it's very dark confusing. vibes 
And um, then they, uh, Steerforth and Davy, go to the boathouse next to go see everyone. And we find something out. <gasps> Emily <laughs> is engaged. But guess to who? Steerforth. No. Steerforth hasn't met her yet. He gets around. He gets around. He was left on his own for half an hour in town. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, you single? I noticed you're the only one around here with a face. I want a date. <laughs> I like that. I like that in a woman. I like a face. Um, no, to Ham. Ah, wasn't he like a man when she was a child? I don't think he's quite a man because they were both adopted as children. I think maybe, say, she was like eight, he might have been 14. I don't think it's a massive age gap. But also, weren't they kind of raised as brother and sister? Yeah. Yeah, until this point in the book, I thought they were um, related because it's described um, as uh, Mr. Peggotty adopted someone else's niece and nephew. And so I presumed that meant them related, but I was like, oh, it might be a niece from somewhere and a nephew from somewhere else. I fucking hope. So, um, oh, they might be cousins. Gross. Still weird. Um, but anyway, I did not see that coming. And uh, so she's. Dickens likes incest. Oh, they all fucking love it. We know her. what he'd like, what category he'd be going to on Poor and Ab, don't we? Yeah, we do, we do. Straight yeah, to the step, stepsister section. <laughs> but, um, where am I? Yeah, so she's basically. The only reason that she shacked up with him is uh, because he's just nice and good. She doesn't fancy him at all. Um, Does he have his own face? He does have his own face, a very hammy Wow, you know one. what? It's hard to come by sometimes. Yeah. But as I think you've called it with Steerforth, when they're leaving that evening, Steerforth says, he's a rather chuckle-headed fellow for a girl like that, isn't he? You can't yeah. have her. Mm, you you can't, Steerforth. Um, oh, and also, do you want to know what they had for dinner? What? They had some biscuits and dried fish. Sounds That's shit. disgusting. That's <laughs> Get in the sea, the lot of you. Learn to yeah. cook a fucking meal. Oh, to be fair, though, no. this is what happens when you show up without being announced. Like, well, yeah, it's like, what do you have for dinner? And... Yeah. Not a lot. I was... <laughs> like... Dried fish, bit biscuit. <laughs> it's like, well, I've got enough for, like, me of a proper <laughs> meal, but for everyone, Back it got out. some dry fish, some old digestives. Yeah, sorry, maybe you oh. should have sent a letter. Yeah, like... You know what? I'm I'm not fucking psychic. I didn't know to prepare dinner for however many people. Also, we don't have fridges or fe- freezers. Food perishes. Literally, like, I can't just get it in in advance on the off chance people might turn up. Yeah, fuck's sake. So fuck's anyway. Sake. Not everyone even has a whole face around here. How much food do you think we get through? <laughs> Times be hard at the sea in Yarmouth. So you know what? Be grateful for your bloody biscuits and dried fish. <laughs> so- Disgusting. Um, what was that one? I got lost up in dried fish and half faces. Yeah. Oh yeah, so over the next following days, they're all hanging out there and Steerforth being really like, weird and broody and basically saying he wished he'd been guided better in life and it's well obvious that he's boning Emily. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, then there's this weird bit. Okay, this bit is really weird. Um, so Davy and Steerforth were in a pub in the evening and... Um, <laughs> There's like this um, tiny woman called Miss Moucher that comes to see them and she's like proper tiny. She's like three foot. And she's kind of like a stand-up comedian slash hairdresser. And Steerforth knows her. I think he might have like, you know, summoned her. Um, And and she's doing all these things with like, oh, when you're older, I have like hair-saving remedies and stuff, but she's just like bands. And she's obviously really like, she's come to work for Steerforth to like do his hair and stuff and like, you know, provide entertainment but it's really like horrible and like um ableist ableist 
uh, because most of the laughs are just like, you're so fucking sure. Um, but uh, yeah, but she's obviously really distrustful of Steerforce, but like, lol, the lady's got to earn a buck. So yeah. Yeah. And then um, this talk turns to Emily and Steerforce says he um, admires her and swears she was born to be a lady. Gross. Snakey snakes and he's like, I, my dick's going to make her that lady. It's like, do you ever think about having sex under a portrait of my mother? What? What? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> to be fair, you've never met my mother. You might not know it's my mother. Only She's I a would know. Striking That's woman. Hot. It's a striking. You know what else? She's got her own face too. <laughs> you wouldn't even have to share, Emily. Wait, Emily's just like. Whoa. I want to run away. Um, this bit is boring now, but it's relevant later in the book. There is this character called Martha, and I think she's had sex, so everyone hates her, obviously. And so obviously. she goes to run away. But to... not the people she had sex with. Interesting. No, or person. Mm. I don't think it's a lot. Like, it, it, I, yeah, it's really inconsequential. Um, but anyway, so she goes to run away to London, but she hasn't got any money, and she's very much like, well, I've disgraced everyone, so I guess I'll just die. And Emily is kind to her, though, and I think her and Ham give Martha money, so um, yeah. that she won't die and can start a new life for herself just put a little pin in that one for later in the book okay what was her name martha martha yeah so martha the whore who was abused but not the men she slept with yeah literally sexism sexism and now she's uh carving her own way in london um started off with a bit of funding from uh emily so nice thanks emily and ham good people Thank you. Exactly. Nice people. Steerforth and Davy now leave Yarmouth and go back to London. And um, it's been decided that it's time for Davy to start his career. (laughs) (laughs) And he's going to be a proctor. Have you heard of that? No. I looked it up and the definition was basically like a monkish attorney. So I don't fucking know. Holy attorney. But when later in the book, he's basically a solicitor. So I don't know why it's described as a monkish attorney. Maybe they didn't have normal solicitors back then. But he's essentially a solicitor. Yeah. Um, So no one cares. (laughs) Um, His aunt pays £1,000 for him to train. And I worked this out. So in 1900, which is around the time this would have been set, um, £1,000 translated into 2017, does that make sense? Would be worth £116,840. And that's just for him to train. Like, so he's kind of like an apprentice. He's working within an office. But that's so he's not an working. apprentice. If you're an apprentice, you get paid. Exactly, exactly. But no, he's paying that much. And he, there's loads of things like he's like, oh, if I'm working and if I'm doing really, really well, maybe I could work off the last bit of the money and that kind of thing uh, later in the book. And they're just like, no, no, mm-hmm. you pay the money. Uh, so, like, okay. Great. My God, and we thought it was harsh today. That's so much money. It, it's insanity. It's um, ridiculous. So Davy feels bad that it's going to be like this bare dollar and he's tried to like negotiate getting it down, but there's no way. And uh, there's this quite sweet bit where Betsy says, uh, when you came to me, a little runaway boy, all dusty and wayworn, from that time until now, Trot, because obviously she renamed him because uh, issues. Um, yep. <laughs> you have ever been a credit to me and a pride and a pleasure. I have Aww. no claim upon my means and you are my adopted child only be a loving child to me in my age and bear with my whims and fancies and you will do more for an old woman uh, who had basically this bit's worded weirdly but um you will do more for an old woman um who in the prime of her life uh, it was not so happy or conciliating as it may have been than that old woman has ever actually done for you so, okay no let's remember that betsy was savagely abused by her husband for most of her life so yeah <laughs> 
So she's like, it's all right, Trop. You're actually my only source of happiness. This isn't that much. It's all right. But, don't worry about it. Don't worry. And also, as your new adoptive mother, you know what I won't force you to do? Wank over my picture. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that, Trot. It's a bit weird. It's okay. We won't do that in our relationship. We're good. <laughs> We're all good there. So, um, yeah, poor Betsy. Uh, again, we meet... Oh, do you remember I said um, back at the house, Mr. Dick said there was this mysterious figure that kept coming and seeing um, Betsy and that she yeah, scared disgusting. him. Yeah, disgusting. Yeah, it was really gross. We meet them again. So, basically, Davy and Miss Betsy are walking through town and um, this guy, like, pulls up in a carriage and um, then Miss Betsy's just like, I have to go. Um, I'll meet you, like, at the park. You walk up there, I'll yeah. get dropped off. And... Um, so she i think she pulls up in the park later and she has to get davy to pay the carriage man uh because she's mysteriously lost all her money so she's paid this prick a load of money oh no yeah and davy's just like what the fuck who dis prick and she's like i don't i'm not talking about it. i'm not talking about it let's go let's go poor betsy yeah. i'm gonna kill this prick i'm gonna kill this prick so you know davy's found this place to train to be this attorney person um Oh, yeah, and uh, Betsy gets him a flat and a housekeeper so he can, like, live near where he's training. Um, and the flat, uh, the housekeeper will... She's, like, the landlady, but will also do basic cooking and stuff for him. But he's meant to be learning to be independent, so why can't he cook and look after himself? Because he's a man, men, men aren't expected to do that kind of thing. But then, obviously, women are the weaker sex, even though we're the ones that can fucking make food. Yeah, kind actually... Of a sustain baseline. Life, sustain life. And as the answer leaving she informs Davy that she's confident that the life he will lead will make him firm and self-reliant but yeah he still needs a woman to come and cook and clean for him so men are considered self-reliant and independent if they have a job but still come home at the end of the day to their socks have been washed and a freshly cooked meal women aren't independent when they can make their own meal they can have a job they can cook you know do their own washing it's like but you'll still need a man to rely on don't you fuck I do you just need someone to cook you dinner literally it's a it's a part of wank so anyway he's settled in his new flat and um <laughs> he's buzzing about his new sense of independence he says to know that i could ask any fellow to come home and make quite sure of it being inconvenient to nobody are you willing to ask back davy <laughs> are you gonna ask steve for that what are you doing are you gonna... what are you oh to be fair to be fair maybe he is like look i really like his dear for the picture of your mum is very off-putting. And he's like, well, I won't take it down picture of mummy, dearest. <laughs> no. Like, well, I'm going to get my own place and we can bang around there. Yeah, it's really weird. So, um, but then he starts complaining about being lonely. I'm like, I thought you were inviting all these fellows back, Davey. Also, God, you know, you could talk to your cook. Yeah, literally your landlady. Um, like, she is there. Like, I'm so lonely. Yeah. Uh, hello. <laughs> so Steerforth at the moment is, uh, so Steerforth went to, like, uni in Oxford. If it was Obviously. a uni back then or finishing school whatever boys club and um is hanging out with all his oxford mates and uh davy's basically pining for steerforth and really jealous with all his other mates like he spends more time with them than me um but then as fortune would have it davy and steerforth bump into each other again (gasps) and davy's like steerforth babe i have my own flat i could bring you back and i'll toast you some bacon in a bachelor's dutch oven what exactly are you proposing davy (laughs) Uh, Davy is proposing to slip his rather uh, turgid sausage between uh, Steerforth's crispy bacon Bats? butt. But. 
Anus. <laughs> Anus. I'm talking about them having sex. <laughs> they're, go, they're, go, they're gonna have sex. Um, they're gonna go have sex. Also, you're gonna make him a sandwich. Like, fuck you, are you gonna get your landlady to do it? Oh, oh no, this is the whole thing, because he's got like a tiny Dutch oven thing, whatever that is. And he's like, I can make bacon in that. That is the one thing I can do. That is such a fucking boy, isn't it? Just like, well, I can make bacon when I'm hungover. I can have bacon. It's like uni boys, isn't it? Like, I can do that yeah. bit. And I can make yeah. uh, pasta and jar um, sauces from a jar. Like, yeah. Impressive. And then, then I can even buy ready grated cheese to put on top. Oh, there you go. There you go. To be fair, right. they sound a lot more self-sufficient than Davy. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, they've got actual other meals under under their belt. Davy, bacon. bacon. Can you do some bread with that? Bacon. Bacon. <laughs> if I've already bought bread, maybe. Um, oh, so during their Dutch oven escapades, uh, you know, do you remember when Steerforth met Davy at school and he was like, and don't you want to spend all your money on treats for your new friends? And don't you want to buy Literally, us wine that like, I'll hand out? You may have a drip of your wine that you bought us. Literally. So it's the same old thing. Steerforth um, makes Davy host a dinner for um, his Oxford friends. He's like, oh, it'll be so lovely if you all to meet and get along. And um, I've written Mrs. Crap, the housekeeper. Mrs. Mrs. Crap. It's uh, autocorrected. Her name is Mrs. Crap. Mrs. Crap. <laughs> so Mrs. Crap. I was like, that's a bit harsh, Dickens. <laughs> She's yeah. Mrs. Crap. She only cooks for me every night, every yeah. other night. A she says I've got a load to do it myself. She's crap. <laughs> She's crap. Um, no, Mrs. Crap. Uh, he gets her to cook a load of like ridiculously like extravagant meaty things that all sound disgusting. Like, fuck and, off. And then uh, they get like a girl in just to do the washing up, but she breaks some plates or something. And he's like, oh no, terribly embarrassing. Why don't you do the <laughs> fucking washing up? Um, and, and Davy gets very, 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 very drunk. And they all go out to the theatre. And at the theatre, they see Agnes. Do you remember who Agnes <gasps> is? No, wait, who was Agnes? Agnes is the lawyer's daughter who he grew up with. So basically yes. like his sister. Um, and she is generally appalled by the entire thing. Like, you uh, were raised better than this. Yeah, it's like, David, no. And uh, the next morning, Agnes pops round whilst Davy's like all hungover and uh, basically says, um, look, you were really drunk. You've been led astray. You didn't know your limits. That's Steerforth. Bad vibes, mate. He's dodgy as fuck. I heard and- he even wanks to his mum. Yeah, I, I, the word on the grapevine is, is a little incestuous. It's a bit gross, mate. So uh, Davy uh, is just in love. And he's like, oh, no, he's lovely, Agnes. I just drank too much. And he's like, all right. And Agnes but... is like, bullshit. Yeah, it's like, he, he, he bad news. He bad news. So um, time passes again. And uh, when David was at, Davy was at school, do you remember there was that boy that drew the pictures of skeletons? Yeah. And gave one to Davy when his mum like, died. Oh, um... <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. He was also the one that cried when the teacher got unfairly fired and they beat yeah. him. <laughs> so toxic, toxic masculinity, breed it young. Yeah. So um, his name is uh, Tommy Traddles and uh, they like um, bump into each other again. And he's kind of training as a solicitor as well. But uh, Davey's a bit more like clerky, like just kind of like the paperwork whilst he's actually kind of like Mike talking courts i think kind of thing if it's a bit yeah. confusing um and uh basically traddle says he's in love with a girl but they can't get married yet because he's not established enough to take care of her and she at the moment like takes care of the entire family so he's like i need to you know be able to like give support to the so family if I'm gonna she's establishing that she can take care of people and he's like well i can't take care of her therefore my masculinity won't allow me to marry her because yeah. I have to be the breadwinner. The family literally are, because I think he's made himself known. And they're like, I can't remember what her name is, but they're like, 
you can't marry um, Anna. Who will cook the dinner? <laughs> and Anna's like, I would actually like, you know, to live my own life, maybe. Like, no, Anna, no. the washing needs doing. <laughs> we want steak. <laughs> Literally. And all Poor her sisters Anna. are just dicks. It's like, ah! Um, is she cinderella yeah literally that's her name cinderella uh we find out her name later um she's cinderella oh cinderella so uh yeah he's just like trying to establish himself in his career like working really hard working towards uh marrying this lady um then uh for some reason davy meets up with uriah heap again and uh, uriah heap they drink so late that he can't get away and so he has to like come and stay at davy's house um, and uh, whilst they're like drinking, basically Uriah Heep is like a fucking cheap, cheesy Bond villain and says that he's working really close with the lawyer guy so he can get close to Agnes so that he can eventually marry her and but basically get all the business sort of in his name and be like, well, your father, because her father's like an alcoholic. And yeah. he's like, your father's an alcoholic and completely incompetent now. So if you don't marry me, the whole business is going to go to shit and you'll be out on the streets. So. <laughs> Like, Will you be my wife? Lovely bit of blackmail there, isn't lovely it? Lovely bit, but uh, he is going. Yeah, that is the way he's going through gross. But at the moment, I think he's like, and I'm just showing her, you know, that I'm always there, always supporting, always helping her father. Well, like, like, always there, like I'm an nice. annoying little shadow. Like, fuck off. Yeah, get out. And um, yeah, so he's basically being manipulative and gross. Um, but he says to Davey, basically, uh, you won't reveal me because it would cause such unpleasantness for the family. And Mr. Wickfield like re- um, relies on me. So um, kill him. So Davy is just kind. Of, Davy's like literally repulsed by him, and he's like, "When you're all greasy and gross and in my flat, we leave." Um. Anyway, Davy's like, "Can you get out?" It's like, well, night time then, and uh, he gives um uh Uriah a nightcap, as in a literal nightcap, as in a hat to wear on his head at night time. He's like, "Don't ooze all over my things, please." <laughs> yeah, wear that. And then during the night, Davy keeps going in to look at him because he's just like, "I just can't get over how gross he is." And just like, Dave, uh, Uriah's like asleep on the sofa, and Davy just comes in like, Ew! "Like, to be fair, Davy, you're being a bit weird now." <laughs> I'm trying to sleep. Oh, you're so gross! Look at you! And the next morning, Davey, he has... you are not subtle. <laughs> no. You're has... not pretty like Steerforth. Yeah, you're Ivy, and you don't come from privilege. Um, so the next day, of course, because he can't do anything from fucking his fucking self, um, he gets Mrs. Krupp to open all the windows to help air out the room. Open the windows? Uh, how do we open the windows? You do it. You do it. I thought you went to London to grow the fuck up. Literally. Um... So, yeah. Shortly after this, uh, Davy meets Dora, who is his boss's daughter. And um, he says, uh, she was more than human to me. She was a fairy, a sylph. And I think this just shows how men fall in love with fucking fantasies and not real women. Like, yeah. I, I just like, you know, sometimes when people... Uh, it hasn't really happened to me but I've heard it a lot of times like oh yeah he spent ages chasing me and then like we finally got together and uh, then he was just kind of like oh no actually no you have had that it's basically like fuck you and leave you and it's like literally what? I don't even want you I want the fantasy of you like, I'm a fucking human being literally oh sometimes you sometimes you you're not this perfect princess like yeah. oh, oh, I, I, I thought you were just a princess 
or even just like you have your own thoughts and you voice them oh i just kind of wanted you know uh, a giant vagina that i could fuck but you know still a tight one yeah and um and you... yeah you just to kind of like you know repeat what i say you don't have to think I, I, sometimes i could tell you what to say but... yeah like you just sit there and be pretty like yeah. you know you have opinions on on things great yeah. i just think no. of being like she's a fairy she's a sylph no she's your boss's daughter I mean, as we find out, she's a bit of a dickhead. But um, she's, she's a stuff. person. Yeah, find out about her. And he just like it seems to be every time she like starts talking or something, you hear like the um, magic roundabout music starting. Dora's a fairy. I love Dora. Also, Dora's an ugly name. Oh my god, it's the worst. Dora. I do like Dora. I adore her. To be fair genius lyrics write the girl a song <laughs> yeah. um so yeah uh, he goes to uh the boss's house uh, to meet with dora and uh oh my god and then he uh, dora's dad has basically hired a companion for dora because her mum's dead and uh, apparently she's got no mates um and uh, uh guess who it is peggotty <laughs> it's miss murdstone his horrible stepfather's uh, sister no! Well, she can't be hired. She's terrible. I know! <laughs> I thought it'd be cute. Be Peggy gets her second child. Stop no. watching. Um, it's, oh, I scrolled too far in my notes. I got it, everyone. Um, so, um, yeah, basically, uh, her dad's just like, well, she's very, like, firm woman, good in her morals. Sometimes we do think she's a little firm on Dora. But, you know, we sure like she's moulding her into a lovely lady. Like, oh, that's fucking gross. Um... Uh, Dora is uh, quite she's quite very sweet very nice little girl and quite seriously lacking in the personality department so and, hang on uh, wait how old is Dora meant to be I don't know around the same age as Davey maybe a year younger okay. or so yeah um, I've just got the mindset of a child because that's what men like literally oh my god man you fucking wait um but yeah another episode but yeah you fucking wait how this goes uh so um davy describes her as being uh rather diminutive altogether so much more uh the precious i thought and he says she has a delightful little voice a little laugh like i like my women little meek and accommodating thank you gross. <laughs> oh, it's so gross just like everything about her is little cute childlike oh a child oh. <laughs> tiny low impact on the world like mm, gross um so miss maystone uh, Mur- sorry murdstone and davy have a kind of moment and they basically agree that they should be civil to each other in their new circumstances because i think miss murdstone is <laughs> I like i think we should be civil um well you abused me and kind of had a part in you know my mum's death yeah so that's the thing miss murdstone not an option it's totally being manipulative because she's like I could tell them, basically, I think you're the worst boy in the world and no match for Dora. And he's like, I could tell you you're literally a con artist who's abusive and kind of involved in murder. <laughs> but this is kind of like all under the tape. Well, um, he says to Miss Murdstone that he's like, I think you and your brother treated my mother excessively cruelly. And um, But then he kind of agrees because, lol, he's following his dick. Um, yeah. Be a dick. Chuck- Slap the bitch. Chuck her out the fucking window and drop kick her in the chest. Like, what are you going to tell them? Like, I was a troubled child. I'll tell them that I was a troubled child because you literally abused me and kind of murdered my mum. Yeah. yeah. Seems so- like I was kind of, you know, it was kind of accepted. Yeah, literally. But he will drop all principles in pursuit of pussy, of course. Uh, so, you. Um, Shortly after this, Davy comments on Dora's delicious hand. It's just snack. Yeah. Look, there's already girls in this novel who have to share a face. Don't make them have to share hands too. <laughs> you 
just uh, this is why did all the other girls have their faces half oh, nom, 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 sorry I'm here. <laughs> so by this logic is um Emily actually pug ugly because none of the boys wanted to eat her face ah. that's why she's got to keep it but then um, and now, the flip side, all the others like, have to share. So they're yeah. like, let's be fair, at least she's got a face. Yeah, exactly. Rather pug ugly than one that's half gnawed off. Oh, men breaking women. Men. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think he stays the night at their house for some reason. And the next morning he goes out for a walk and comes across Dora in the... Uh, comes across Dora's dog in the grounds. And uh, the dog growls at him. So obviously we know Davy's a rogan because the dog does. Yeah. Uh, then we dog come across... Has, dog has spoken... Yeah, the dog has chosen, and it's not you, Davy. Then we come across Dora, and uh, oh, he starts giving her the most disgusting compliments, like, "Ah, oh, the weather isn't very good," and uh, and he's like, "Oh, I hadn't noticed because uh, the sunshine radiates out of your ass." It's just so cheap and cheesy. Um, it's like, hey, do you want to fill my jumper? Oh yeah, hmm. what is, what is that? It's boyfriend material. <laughs> It's like, Davy, you've got to go. <laughs> I definitely peaked the sound again then. Sorry, guys. Yeah, well, um, that, one, that one works on Marsha, apparently. <laughs> it's like, funny! It would. Um, uh, then we find out Dora is a cunt. So her dog is called Jip, and he's still barking at Davy because, lol, Davy's being gross and talking about boyfriend material, apparently. <laughs> he's like, it's cotton, don't be so stupid! Yeah, you fucking, he's so, he always lecherous! And um, Davy says he was mostly jealous of me and persisted in barking at me. He wouldn't let me touch him when I tried. Well, stop trying to touch him. And then yeah. she also, beat him. He's... She smacks Nibs at Nibs. Ah, sorry, our cat's called Nibs. <laughs> if you smack Nibs, I'll smack you. Yeah. Uh, she smacks um, Jip on the nose. And so obviously now we have to kill all of them. Yes, they must This is all like a die. reoccurring theme throughout. Like Davy's like, and then Jip fucking hated me, so Dora beat him. I'm going right. to kill Davy. And Dora, she's one beating him. Kill them both. To the sea with a pair of them. Fucking dick. Also, I'm so demure and gentle and gonna fucking beat the dog like <laughs> Exactly. Unless it involves beating a dog. Then I'll smack the bitch down. Dora, I think you're suppressing some anger and Literally. you need to talk about that. This is so great. So Davy And keeps... not take it out on your dog. Yeah, not bitch. Chip. Oh, Chip is precious. Um, so uh, Davy keeps commenting on Dora's childlike nature, of course. And, well, childlike uh, nature is like, so you're into kids. Yeah. So you're cool also, with the fact you're a pedo. I say, like, she's David. So David's probably about 18 now. She's still probably, like, it's like 17, 16. She's still a child. Yeah, like, <laughs> like Davy, fuck off. Like, she probably acts like a kid because she is a kid. Just put it out Yeah, there. like, oh, you're so childish. <sighs> yeah. So Davy t- now takes to wearing massive boots uh, when he's going to be around Dora. <laughs> Got a bit of a complex there, Davy. Yeah. <laughs> and also, long like obviously he's trying to show like, oh, I've got big manly feet. But imagine like, you know, he's, he's got a frame. You can tell they're too big. Imagine if someone showed up on a date wearing massive clown shoes. <laughs> You'd be like, <laughs> like are you gonna? Hot. Firstly, funny. Secondly, mm. are you gonna kill me? <laughs> yeah, literally. What's wrong? Are you keeping knives in there? Like, um, yeah, like what's in there? No, what are you doing? Um. So yeah, he's obviously left the house now and he's holding out for another invitation over to um his his boss called mr mr spenlow uh but he doesn't get one probably because you're creepy as fuck mate yeah, <laughs> sniffing like around his like, daughter Ew. yeah you won't be invited back you're like um, well, you're gross and terrible 
<laughs> there's this one bit okay so davy um is going to visit traddles so they're talking about where traddles lives so you can't say traddles without sounding ridiculously posh traddles <laughs> traddles Oh. Let's go see Traddles. Traddles. Um, Traddles. Imagine um, Boris Johnson saying Traddles. 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 Um, <laughs> so they're talking about where Traddles lives. And um, he lives near to a veterinary college. And he says, gentlemen students who bought live donkeys and made experiments on those quadrupeds in their private apartments. And then it's never mentioned again. Like, I want to know what's going on with these donkeys. <laughs> Like, yeah. What experiments are they doing on them? And why? Like, Just let them be. It's really fucking weird. But anyway, Davy um, goes to his house and uh, guess who Traddle's housemates are? He shares Pardon? with the family. It's the Macorbers! Who Davy lived with when he was working in London and met again in um, the other place and they, all sa- they sang Old Lang Syne. <laughs> It's a small world, isn't it, for it Davey? It is a small world. So, of course, Davy goes to have a catch-up with the Micawbers. Um, yeah. Mr. Micawber is in a career change, as per usual. And um, eventually, uh, Mrs. Corber goes to bed. But um, there's kind of, like, been this talk all evening, like, Davy, you're looking very, like, oh, happy, happy. Are you in love? And Davy's like, shut up. Shut but after up. Mrs. Micawber goes to dead, uh, goes to dead, goes to bed. Day, uh, Mr. Micawber's like, come on, David, spill the beans. Who are you in love with? And um, Davy doesn't want to tell them her full name yet, so concludes, well, I would give them the D. <laughs> and the Micawber's delight in being given the D. It says this excited and gratified Mr. Micawber so much that he ran in with a glass of punch into my bedroom. Oh, they're staying at Davy's house, so into the bedroom that Mrs. Micawber is sleeping in. Um, in order that Mrs. Micawber might drink D. <laughs> Um, um Mrs. McCorver <laughs> uh, is not disappointed because it says she drank it with enthusiasm, crying um from within in a shrill voice. Hear, hear, Mr. Copperfield, I am delighted here, and tapping at the wall by way of applause, all whilst drinking Davy's D. Again, facial expression just overtakes and there's no sound, just like <laughs> What? It's just, they're just like literally round, running around. He's like, I would give them the D. He's given us the D, the D. Yay, Davy's D. Like, I mean, I mean, he's no steerforth, but okay. It's just like that. That really didn't translate to a future reading. That did not translate well. I mean, you can all enjoy an orgy if you want us, but no, you were in a position of care for him. Still weird. Yeah, it's weird. You- yeah, but uh, they all had wait. a lovely evening with the D. So yeah. as long as everyone has a nice time and everyone's consenting, this has just reminded me of something. I'm going on a slight tangent. So, um, <laughs> obviously, the very um, not well known. They're not doing great podcast. Uh, Shag married annoyed. Like you probably yeah. haven't heard of it. Um, no. They they had someone call in with a story, and she said she went. Uh, she been going out with her boyfriend for about six months, and she took him to her parents' house to meet her parents. And when they got there, her mum was just like. <gasps> <laughs> Basically, like a few years ago, um, they'd met him on like a swinging site. So he'd been having a threesome with her mum and her dad for a while. They'd been in like a relationship, but obviously hadn't spoken in years. And then she was like, I just had to run and leave. And then the next morning, her mum said if she wanted to be in an adult relationship, she had to be more mature about it. <laughs> I was like, ah, 
no, you don't. You can cut that one. It's like, look, I can be as childish as I want to be when it turns out that my parents have both been having sex with my boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah, literally, it's fucking weird. Like, well, it's not like he was cheating on you. It's years ago. I don't care. I don't care, mum. It's weird. It's weird. I don't like it. It's like, look, I've already had to come to terms with the fact that you and dad are apparently into um, orgies, which is quite fucking weird. Yeah. On the top of everything, with him? Really? (laughs) So else. Gross, gross, gross. You've got um, to be more mature about all these things. I don't think I'm overacting. <laughs> yeah, really. I don't think this is pretty fucking founded. Like, um, I think in terms of everything, I responded very maturely. <laughs> yeah, literally just leaving, not having to burn the house down with you all in it. Um, like, sorry, you all have to die in here. <laughs> yeah, gross, and stab myself in the brain. Uh, t- so time passes, and Davy goes to meet up with Steerforth again. And uh, he says uh, he's going to go down and visit Peggy again, um, uh, Davy says. Um, hmm, right, yeah, I have read that right. So the reason Davy is going down to visit Peggy is because Davy, it's because Peggy loves Davy so much and uh, it will mean so much to her. But he's like, because I'm great and she just loves me so, so much. So it'll be really nice for her if I go visit. Like, not vain at all, Davy. No, not at all. And also, she might have other shit going on. Literally. Oh, she barely she remembered you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Steerforth is like, obvi, I will tag along because I'm obviously fucking Emily. <laughs> um, and uh, Davy's like, brilliant. Everyone loves you. You will all have a fabulous time. Yeah. Um, so, uh, they go down there and everyone's just like, well, the main bit of news is that Emily is still really hot. And they're like, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. Everyone's glad. Everyone but likes it. Davy goes to see Peggy and, uh, Mr. Barkis is now really old and doesn't recognise anyone anymore. That's he's not, sad. He's, he's, Peggy's there, but I'm not sure what she can do. <laughs> Peggy's there, but I don't know if she can help. <laughs> yeah, literally. So, um, and remember it was Davy that helped obviously orchestrate their relationship. So, Mr. Peggy, uh, boy Peggy is there. Yeah. And um, he says that, because uh, they all live by the coast and they're seafaring people, He says, people can't die along the coast except when the tide is pretty nigh out and they can't be born unless it's pretty nigh in. Not properly born till flood. He's going out with the tide if it's about half after three. Slack water half an hour. If he lives till till it turns, he'll hold his own till past the flood and go out with the next tide. So basically in like kind of like half an hour the tide will be going out and uh, if he, so he'll be dying then. If he doesn't, he'll die the next time. Uh, because that's how it works in the sea. It sounds so, very stressful. Like, I'm dying. Could you hang on? Yeah, like, it's just the, like, nature will go, like, you might be. You'll be all right till morning, pal. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm going to catch a kip. So I'll, yeah. I'll see you in a couple hours. I might not make it. You will. You, you will. will. You're, you're a sea person. You will. Um, you will. You'll be fine. So Mr. Barkis starts muttering. Um, and Mr. Peggy says he's going out fast. And uh, Peggy, um uh, the Lady Peggy goes, Barkus, my dear. And uh, Mr. Barkus goes, C.P. Barkus, he cried faintly. No better woman anywhere. And then uh, Lady Peggy says, Look, he is Master Davy. And then Mr. Barkus opens his eyes and it says, I was on point of asking him if he knew me when he tried to stretch out his arm. And he said to me, Oh, it's sad, Katie. He said to me, <laughs> distinctly with a pleasant smile, Barkus is willing, and with it being low water, he went out with the tide. Ah! <laughs> but also, 
Barkus is willing. I know. Who's Barkus? <laughs> willing to what? What is this? Do you remember the Barkus is willing? No, yeah, I remember just oh. like getting a Peggy gets a note. Barkus is willing. Oh yeah, literally. <laughs> Who's Barkus and willing to what? <laughs> willing to what? What does it mean? Oh, is like is... fucking great? Fucking, fucking brilliant. But, but yeah, that last moment is happy moment of initiating Barkus it all with Peggy. Barkus is willing, Davy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. well, at least he died happy, and just like Peggy, like. Oh yeah, I forgot that's how things started. That was weird. <laughs> that was fucking weird, bro. Oh, that was his weird little old way. Oh. Barkus is willing. Barkus is willing. <laughs> what would you do if, like, when you and Ross first met, he just slipped you a little note or texted you whatever, just saying Ross is willing? <laughs> It'd be really weird. I wouldn't respond. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Be to be like... fair, she, she didn't respond. <laughs> fucking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> So, you wouldn't, would you? Be like, rude. Rude. I'll, I'm willing to settle for you. You're willing, are I'm you? I'm a fucking cat. I'm yeah. piggity. Don't put yourself out, mate. Have you tasted yeah. my cooking? Yeah, that's why I'm willing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? I'm sorry. Who are you? <laughs> so um, after this, it's all like the normal funeral sorting out of things. And um, under his bed, Mr. Barkis has always had this box that he's been really protective over. And Peggy said before, she knows he's got like some money in it, but he's really like frugal with everything. And, um, but he, obviously he's like, open the box when I'm gone and you know, do what you want with it. It's all yeah. um, Peggy's. And uh, so they open it up and there's basically like ridiculously bare dollar in there. Like so much like that Peggy, Mr. Peggy, the whole family. Everyone is just financially taken care of forever. Brilliant, great, like, thanks, Barkus. Like, cheers, Barkus. So it's basically like he's just been scraping and being frugal his entire life, so he could leave like this fortune to them. Like, so fucking sweet, Barkus. Yeah, Barkus, a fucking babe. Like, yeah. I'm so sad my husband is dead. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Thanks, Barkus. Thanks, so, babe. So they're Something kind of like. Yeah, exactly. Softens the blow. And then the next chapter goes on for ages, but it's basically really heavily foreshadowing that um, Steerforth and Emily are banging. And then at the end, they're like, and uh, where the fuck is Emily? Where the fuck is Steerforth? (laughs) And uh, they've uh, run off with each other. And of course, everyone's reaction is like, oh, I just wish she had died because it's less of a scandal. Literally, though, all of these things, like it is like losing a child. I yeah. mean, it's not. It's, it's so not. gross. And then, ah, Mr. Peggy is obviously like her adopted father. Um, <laughs> it says, Mr. Peggy, with his vest torn open, his hair wild, his face and lips quite white, and blood trickling down his bosom. It had sprung from his mouth, I think, looking fixedly at me. Like, he's so riled, he just projectile vomited, like, blood from his mouth. <laughs> Dude. Dude. <laughs> You gotta calm down. You're gonna have a heart attack. Like, I'm gonna call a doctor. Yeah, Jesus, she's only like run Just off. Just imagine someone having like, and you know, about an angry episode, and then that fucking I'm like, calm down. Oh, oh, oh Jesus! Oh. I'd, Jesus, I'd be so alarmed. Um, so Emily alarmed. Has left um, Mr. Peggy a note that basically says, mm, "Super Sosa, you like gave me all the, like the love I need and everything, but lol, sauce, follow the, the D. Lol. Have um, you seen Steerforth? He's hot. Yeah. It's fucking fair. Also, Davy, I kind of went off you when you started wearing clown shoes. It was yeah, weird. Yeah, it was fucking weird. Strange. Um, but she says she'll come back um, if Steerforth makes her a lady, i.e. marries her, but otherwise she won't be back. 
okay. Why would you sacrifice your entire life and everything for this Steerforth fellow? Steerforth. I mean, and also, she's only acceptable, because that's the thing, she's like, I'm only acceptable to come back if I'm married to him, so she's only acceptable if she's got a man on her arm. Yeah. Such fucking bullshit. Um, also, what happened to Ham? Oh, Ham is there, just like, ugh. <laughs> like, oh, I wanted to sleep with my sister, but she's run off with someone else. I mean, it, in some ways, okay, in others... Yeah. I wanted to fuck her. I wanted to fuck. He's heartbroken. And David is a bit orcs because obviously he's the one that introduced Steerforth to them. And Ham um, is like, um, Davy, you're not to blame at all. Not, no no, fault lies with you. This is all Steerforth's fault. And he is a damned villain. And I'm um, just like, it is a little Davy's fault. <laughs> well, maybe the reason Davy's feeling a bit awkward is because he's like, I thought Steerforth liked me. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. I mean, we've been doing it for a lot longer than those kids have been. So, um, <laughs> Mr. Like, Pegasy hey, just... It's a bizarre thing. <laughs> Mr. Pegasy just goes, you must be utterly heartbroken. And Ham's like, I am. And Davey's like, I am. Oh, yeah. Ham. Yeah. Ham. Yeah. yeah. I, it's fine. It's just about you. <laughs> I've just been like planning the wedding for so long. What, Ham and Emily's? Sure. No. Sure. sure. <laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> yeah, I need a minute. I love that boy. So um, uh, I'll, I'll wrap it up after this bit. Davy is so <laughs> So um, uh, he's kind of um musing later about the whole thing, and yeah. basically says um, even after all this disruption and pain, he still loves Steerforth possibly even more than he did before because he keeps trying to justify what he did and he says um i believe that if i had been brought face to face with him i could not have offered one reproach and he says um he's remembering the steerforth um as he knew him but in his mind that person is dead which i suppose is kind of cutting ties with him but it's like totally excusing his behavior just like but he's so nice literally <laughs> also like just what it's ridiculous. I, uh, gross. Um, oh, oh, sorry. One last. Okay. Two last bits. Uh, yeah. So the next day, uh, Davy is walking about town and everyone's discussing the hot new gossip. Obviously, uh, Emily's run out on ham with this guy. And um, me- and it says many were hard upon her. Um, some few were hard upon him, which I guess in Steerforth's defense, Steerforth yeah. is single. Emily was engaged. But still, blame him a little bit. <laughs> blame him a little bit. Maybe yeah. that's always the way, isn't it? Like, yeah, obviously, it... like, I mean, if she'd been single and, you know, everything, yeah. they'd have still been like, whore of a woman. I'm sure that Steerforth is a lovely young man, but what a whore. Also, she was only engaged. And back then, it's not like being engaged now. It's just kind of like, I mean, they wouldn't it's have not like we had a relationship. Other. Yeah, it's just, we're going that way. But anyway. Um, so this bit is the bit I thought was funny. Um, so Mr. Peggotty, uh, resolves that with his new money from Mr. Barkis, he's going to search the world over for Emily and bring her home. Um, and, uh, he asks, and Davy's like, but where on earth will you start? And Mr. Barkis is just like, shakes his head like, I don't know. I'm like, Davy, you know where Steerforth fucking lives? (laughs) Like, you could help. Help him out. (laughs) He's just like, 
Davy's like, um, I'm going to go to London tomorrow if you want to come with. And Mr. Barker's, uh, Mr. Peggotty's like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll come with. They do end up um, going to the house, but still. <laughs> maybe he just wanted to like, maybe, to be fair, Davy was like, I gotta be careful with this guy because he just projectile vomited blood. So blood if I say yeah, I true. know where, if I say I know where Steerforth lives, he might die. Yeah, die right on the we'll spot. We'll ease to that level. Let's go to <laughs> London. Steerforth lives in London. Here. Yeah, in this vicinity. I'm going to step back now. Oh, we've got it's some juicy bits back. to get into next week when we go to Steerforth's <gasps> house. Exciting. But I think for now, we're we're going to have to uh, wrap this up. Wrap this up, right then. Well, thank you for tuning in to Unclassical. If you enjoyed this podcast, go back and listen to our other stories that you may not have heard yet. They are also pretty cool. Yeah. You can also find us over on Instagram at unclassical underscore podcast or... If you have any book recommendations you'd like us to do, oh, yeah. you could always email us, which is email.unclassical at gmail, or drop us a message on, on Insta, whatever. Whatever suits you, lovely. Yeah. You can also find us on Twitter if you're more of a Twitter user. That is at unclassical underscore pod. I apologise that they're all slightly different. Mm. It's getting difficult to find usernames, given that there's so many goddamn people. There is, and different formats and character allowances. Yeah, it's confusing. Um, we also have a Patreon, which um, if you subscribe to that, you get early access to episodes. You yes. also get some cool access to some pretty funky merchandise that we have. So head over to our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash unclassical and check us out. Check us out, mate. Yeah, I think, think that's it, everybody. Guess nah. what? We'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, take care, everyone. Speak to you later. Yeah. Bye. Bye. For fuck's sake. Bye.